I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Kayla McKinnon. This is a- I'm here. She's here. I know sometimes I'm here and sometimes I'm not, but I'm just, I'm warning you that I'm here. Listen, it's a crapshoot, y'all. You never know what you're getting. We like to keep you guessing. We've been at this for years. Years. Years and years. So we don't want you getting too comf. No. I mean, we're really the only ones who should get comf. <laughs> Because we have lodged over, my God, what episode is this, Caitlin? 261? Yeah, that is correct. We lodged 260 episodes of this program. We like to still keep you guessing after this long. If you want to go back and listen to any of our other 260 episodes, you can go wherever you get your audio content. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher. Spotify, if you're using that, just click that little bell in the corner. Ding. (laughs) I was fine. I did it. I can't not do it, Caitlin. (laughs) It's my peccadillos. I have to do it. Do it again. Ding. I just can't not. <laughs> I really, I was like, why is he making me do it again? I had one of my Caitlin moments, cleaning my glasses, <laughs> thinking about the future. We're going to talk about what this doily she's using to clean her glasses in a minute. It's but... a glass cleaning cloth. Go on. It looks like it came off of your Nona's couch. Go on. <laughs> Click that little bell in the corner. Not only will you follow slash subscribe to this program you'll get notified every time a new episode goes live and you may be on one of those other platforms and you're like well that doesn't sound fair why do spotify listeners get that notification you don't have to worry about that friends you know what notification you're gonna get the sound of frosty chimes on the air because your episodes are delivered from the back of a rainbow made alicorn by your mans chauncey frostalicus the third geek down in an elf sailing the seven winds i think there's only four winds He, he loves it when I correct him. <laughs> when she's polishing her glasses, it's even better. Yeah. I seem like a supervillain in a Bond film. Just dropping them episodes directly into your device. You don't have to do anything else. If you would like to let us know how much you appreciate Chauncey's service, hit us up on twitter.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives on the social medias. It is the only place the show lives on the social medias and really barely lives on there. It just, you know what? I'm, I'm very disenchanted by social media. As are we all. Yeah. I think, and like, the kids are like, oh, TikTok. And I'm like, uh, you'll, you'll, maybe even for the next year, you'll be delighted. And then you'll just be like, you know what? No, I don't like it. My favorite thing I noticed today was, I don't know why this morning I went on a tour of, um, 05, 07 era, like local social media personalities that, right. I, that I knew of at the time. Yeah. And like watching them all turn into like, chuggy millennial pink, uh, you know. Like, we thought they were the biggest thing in the world, but they only have, like, 12,000 followers now on Instagram, and they're, like, still trying to maintain, but they're, like, past 35, and it's like, oh, this is not, you this used, is not your game anymore. You like, used Chuggy. I did use Chuggy. What, what are you? What are you? 17? <laughs> I'm hip with the kids. You knew what it meant. <laughs> yeah. Think about where I work, Caitlin. That's true. I am knee-deep in Chug all day. <laughs> all day, all night. Major Canadian retailer is... No enemy, no foe of the Chug is, is major Canadian retailer. Uh, friends, let us know what your favorite Chuggy indulgence is on the Twitters. Never the TikToks. If you would like to throw a few dollars in the old tip jar so we can keep buying Live, Laugh, Love wall hangings, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Sir, I need to clarify. Buy them and then send them to people <laughs> ironically. That's what's coming this Christmas. Wine o'clock. Glasses and uh, live, laugh, love, wall hangings. And, and shirts that say, uh, dog mom, like, loves wine, which I saw the other day. And I was like, it doesn't even rhyme. Dog mom loves wine? Yeah. Those things aren't even related. No. Doesn't, listen, there are many dog moms who don't love wine. It's true. And no shots to the dog moms. We love the dog moms out there. Yeah. That's fine. I also think it's weird that you call yourself a dog mom, but that's fine. Maybe one day when I have my own dog, I'll be like, oh, it's my fur baby. Yeah, you're out there talking about, like, you want to, it's time to start, you know, putting buns in ovens. Yeah. No, you need to get some, some doggos over there. No, thank you. I'm telling you. 
We don't deserve them. It's true. Very they, very pro dog podcast. They don't ever get it twisted. It, it's true. It's true. We're a pro pet bo- podcast. I just I didn't get pets when I was a kid, because um, my parents were cruel, and so I don't <laughs> I don't really know what that pet life is all about. I I one day I'd like to try it. And that's so bizarre to me because I like literally from jump. Mm-hmm. I didn't go without pets till I left home. We we had pets when I was really young, um, but they were my parents' pets and my mm. like my dad's cats. My dad's a cat man, um, which I didn't realize Stuart's until. Stuart's a cat dad. That's... Oh, my dad. So my dad, our uh, his last cat uh, was an outdoor cat, and probably got eating eaten by a coyote or run over just didn't come home and uh my dad will still like it's been like years and my dad still like mourns and like has his like picture on his has his desktop background and like lots of pictures of him and is yes that was oh that was wooshies uh, like blanket and like I've yes. been trying to get him to get another cat, but his tenant has a cat and she's very old and he's very like doesn't want to disturb her. That's what <laughs> kind of cat he's very you know doesn't want to disturb her at all. So, but I'm sure as soon as she, you know, kicks this mortal coil, um, <laughs> damn son, um, uh, he'll he'll get a cat because he's obsessed. I want him to get two. Just, he deserves it. Listen, I know that if you've come up in your life as a dog person, cat ownership seems like completely foreign and abhorrent to you. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I Mm -hmm. acknowledge it. But I'm going to say, as someone who grew up with dogs and then lived with cats for like seven, eight years, Mm -hmm. there's something about an animal that is cool with you but don't like need you all the time. Yeah. It has a certain appeal. Not for everyone. I'm not saying it's for everyone. But I think about my there was a moment where my parents once said they thought about maybe cats were the cats were the move. Yeah. My mom's has allergies, we think. Um, so maybe that's not the best move. But I mean, you know, they're of a certain age. It's getting harder for them for like take a dog for a walk or something. You know what don't need a walk? Cats. Um uh, You put some food out, you know, all you put some food out, the cat eats when it's hungry. So senior correspondent Chris, uh love loves pets. Really loves cats, but is unbelievably allergic to them. Mm-hmm. Like, but he loves them so much, he'll pet them knowing he's got this terrible out. You just can't it, stay away it from bees like the cat. It bees like that sometimes. Listen, I think I I always thought I had an allergy as well, and I think from living with them, I tamped it down. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's back. Yeah, now and but if I see a cat on the street and that cat wants to be friendly and say what's up, yeah, I get all them head pat pets and then walk into my house like i'm about to scrub down like my hands are just like in the air what i should have been doing the whole pandemic just you know full arms length out from my face so i can wash them to get all the uh dander off my hands otherwise it is literally just like eyes glued shut with yeah <laughs> with mucusy tears yeah. that's an image for you um friends if you can't tell from this discussion not only is there no news we're doubling up this week. Uh, yeah. It's been a while since we've done this, so I'm looking forward to how this is going to go. The second one's always the rough one. Your, Stay your boy, tuned. Your boy and your girl haven't bashed out two in a row. Haven't batted a doubleheader in a very, very long time. So. Yeah, but I have some some exciting topics for, for next episode. <laughs> so, so. so look forward to some, uh, you know, some evergreen topics in the next episode. Not that there's much we're talking about in this contemporaneous episode. What's out there? The Stranger Things 4 trailer dropped. Yeah. Are we still excited about Stranger Things? Yeah. I really like the show. It just, it, it, I think you said it best in that we'll talk about it for three days and then it's, it'll be gone. It's going to drop. We'll all watch it. It'll be in the conversation for three days and then poof. Yeah. This is why I actually agree with some shows doing week to week. I mean, I could see why you want to keep it in the conversation longer. You want to give more people more of a chance to sort of like catch up. I think, yeah, I think the, um, I think at this point. If you are, if you just require content for your ever hungry maw, like if you just can't get enough, if you just constantly need to be stuffing content in your face, there's enough catalog to go back on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The hot new new, I think the hot new new can stand to go week to week right now. I think a new show is ruined by, because I heard this conversation talking about you thought you were going to make it through an episode and not talk about it, the Netflix Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) Where it's like, 
it's going to come down to because now the hand wringing is started in right. some fan communities, right? It's like, okay, uh, the trailer didn't look terrible. I've heard some people lambaste the uh, costume decisions, um, or like the kind of like trollness of the Fey depiction, and it's like, well, did they just squish Ed into Fey and kind of make a Fed character? Oh, I doubt they did that. But anyway, Ed Wong, Ed Wong, Fey, Pepelu Valentine the Fourth, like did they? <laughs> They just smash all that together. TBD. But, you know, now the concern is like, well, okay, we're all going to watch it. Yeah. But if we want someone who isn't a weeb yeah. to watch it, who isn't already familiar with it, is Netflix going to throw the weight behind it? I've seen uh, Danielle Pineda posting, like, billboards that she spotted out in the wild mm-hmm. on her Instagram. Is it going to show up on the carousel? How long is it going to show up on the carousel? Right. There's so much always coming up on Netflix. Yeah. I remember when the talk was like, oh, my God, Squid Game set the record. Three days later, the record was reset by the third season of You, oh. which is not a show I've ever seen. But, like, that's how fast things move, especially in the Netflix economy. So I think we are at a tipping point where the binge mode, especially for new stuff, dropping it all in one batch it's going to be, like I said about Stranger Things, it's going to boom, drop. Every podcast in the world talks about it for one week. Yeah. And then, whoosh. And not, and like, we're not even talking, when we joke about it, we're not even talking about, you know, one full week. It's going to be like, it's going to be the before, the during. So literally you will see pieces i guess you could call them your think pieces the the minute the episode ends your i mean listen i was who was seth myers was railing about that regarding succession i think by the way do not ever come to this show for succession takes um i have a list of things i have zero interest in and succession is near the top of that list i tried once it's just white people who are angry and rich and don't like each other. That's all the show is. It's it's Whole Foods Dynasty. If that's your jam, okay. I don't begrudge you that jam. It is not you know, two things I don't need in 2021. Uh, catastrophic illness <laughs> shows. Yep. Rip Wide the Last Man, Better Luck Station Eleven. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Um, and white people being awful. Rich white people doing rich white people things. Yeah. Don't need it. Don't need it. Don't want it. Take it somewhere else. I don't even need upper middle class people doing <laughs> upper middle class things. Like, really. If your medium household income is more than fifty thousand, Caitlin is like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Your lives are inherently not interesting. I'm sorry. No. Well, that. Hold on, that's not like upper <laughs> middle class. Let's be honest here. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're all about to rake it in on Dougie's 15, 15 <laughs> bucks an hour minimum wage coming to Ontario. Yeah, we're uh, the the you know uh, middle class will be reborn. No, I just mean that like, I mean I don't. It's fine. I know people don't understand my love of the weird and the wacky and the sci-fi and the fantasy, and I get that. I've never understood why anyone would want to watch rich white people just and that like the dialogue's not that good. Like just be mean to each other. I hate It was actually my biggest problem with um Knives Out. Mm. It was just I couldn't enjoy the rest of the film because though and then of course now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh but I watch Midsummer Murder a lot. That that part. Yeah. Um I will give a slight pushback on the dialogue. If you want white people being awful to each other, it's exceptional white people being awful to each other. Okay. But, again, it's not... Maybe maybe I don't mean dialogue. Maybe I mean, like, plot. Yeah, if you want to watch Kieran Culkin be bitchy to his uh, on-screen siblings... This is like every film he's in, or... or... (laughs) If you want want to watch Kieran Culkin do his Kieran Culkin thing... Yeah. Um on a weekly television show instead of whatever movie he's in. I mean, yes, this is, there is some appeal to that, but you can go on YouTube, just go on YouTube and find uh, whatever Roy he is. But all that is to say, Seth Meyers was bitching about succession spoilers. And I'm, I remember bitching about it in the game of Thrones days right. when like, you know, Twitter was literally 45 minutes after Arya took out the night King. Yeah. That Jeff was on uh, Twitter. Yeah. It's like, he, 
okay, I get we're in a post-spoiler world and this show is post-spoiler, but you can give it like 45 minutes, right? You can give it like to the morning. I would say, <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's a big thing that's changed, right? I mean, they, they, we used to say, you know, we're talking around the water cooler. Don't talk about the Friends episode that was on, <laughs> you know, good, last week. Good Lord, and you call me old. I'm just, I don't know. Kids I mean, out there are like, what's a water cooler? <laughs> oh, never mind. I was about <laughs> to go into this thing about the definition of the scuttlebutt and like. Oh, my God. Okay, scuttlebutt. No. <laughs> I know people want no, it. No, God, please, no. no. Um. I mean, if, like we were saying, if that is your jam, you know what? Embrace it. I have to, I don't want to defend myself always about all the <laughs> British junk I like. So, you know, embrace it. That's fine. Just don't come here and think we're going to talk about it. And don't give it to us either. No, do not, not do not recommend. No succession. We no. we did Yellowstone. We did Yellowstone on this show once. <sighs> we did it for you. I thought it was going to be about cowboys. It's a classic episode. Was not. Apparently, they're still getting attacked. I keep seeing ads on, on Instagram or something. Oh, no. I have too much land. <laughs> what am I going to do with all this land? <laughs> all my cattle. I just have too much money. Give it to the Geek Down Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will take it from you. And I'll buy snacks. Um, <laughs> so many. Listen, the, Kate came in here prepared with the Dollarama snack game today. <laughs> just one snack. Just one snack. And some crackers. She also bought me a Tupperware full of sausages because that's the kind of relationship we have. <laughs> uh, and if the next time I make it out to Hamilton for a recording sesh, I will repay in kind. Ooh, excellent. Um, so, yeah, not much by way of news. There is this story about uh, Image Comics unionizing, um, which seems good, but I'm not sure who it involves per se because my understanding of Im- Image Comics was always that, like, like image comics was like literally the eye. Right. And like, like if you got, if image agreed to put your book out, that didn't mean they were paying for it. Like, I don't know what, like the deal was with image. Right. But it was very independent contractor very, based. Very, yes. Very independent. Con- exactly. Very independent contractor. Uh, I'm sure they do have some full-time staff. Yes. Um, who like answer the phones. It's gotta like, be Cheryl at the front desk. Yeah. Like there is that sort of thing or people who like, and there are other people who decide who, you know, who read the slush pile and decide what books get put out with the eye slapped on the on yeah. the corner. But I don't think this means that, like, Robert Kirkman and Brian K. Vaughn and, you know, Ed Brubaker are all part of this. Or if they are, and none of the articles I've read about this have been yeah. have been clear about that. I know. I know it's really hard for you guys now to actually write articles about a thing. Wow. Not just Jesus. rehashing an episode and the opinions and all wow. of the... <laughs> Wow. Uh, all of the um, Easter eggs that just, you found. Just. Um, you know what, Jordan? Both. You know what, Both Jordan? barrels loaded. She's just coming for you all today. It's, I've decided it's beef season. <laughs> 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 and I've got beef. She's got her fucking knife and fork. She's ready. Ready? <laughs> she's just she's just sharpening up that knife. She knife. There's she wants it. potato in the oven. <laughs> I'm waiting. All I, all I need is the beef. So bring it to me. Bring it to me, sucker. Fight me. 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 Um, um, but... she, you ain't wrong, though. I mean, we've been on record that 90% of online journalism these days is like, here's what people are talking about on Twitter. And then just reposting tweets. Yeah. And and there are certain places that do a good job. But if you're going to put out a story about unionization let's have let's have a couple details just throw a couple details in there just some names maybe some like who is it gonna well here here, here's what io9 had to say about this um in an article published on uh, on november 1st nine image staffers i'm not going to uh release the name per se released all their names, uh, announced the creation of the comic book Workers United, an organizing effort advocating for a number of significant changes geared toward improving the comics industry for the people who actually keep it alive. Um, let's go through to the actual press release on the Twitters. But I want to know what these requests are, and I want to know who these people who keep the comic book industry alive are. Pretend I'm old and I don't know what a link is. <laughs> well, again, it's 
we the workers and this is all from this is their tweet thread um from at cbwu pdx because portland um Quote, we the workers of Image Comics have formed a union for years. Comics publishing workers have watched our professional efforts support creators and delight readers. Sadly, we have also watched that same labor get taken, blah, 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 the usual boilerplate. Um, this is detrimental not only to general staff, but also to the creators we are paid to serve and the audiences they in turn work to entertain. So this is not the creators. No. These are the people who work for Image Comics. Who that is exactly is that the, I mean... Do they own pressing? Are they the pressing plant workers? This is or what they... we want to know. They, I I am not a journalist. I will not go and hunt this information out. I think it's important to give all the details so people know what's going on because this is very important. I know, I know. You're like, oh wow, she must be some sort of pink Okami, indeed. But details are important. So again, it's not it's not the creators; it's the actual workers. How many does that entail? You can find that information yourself. But we shouldn't have to. I don't, and I don't. Again, my my beef generally with it's weird to be uh, pro worker, but also looking at a lot of union efforts and going like, is that it though? <laughs> is that the move? But it's also unions are very complicated. They're not in cut or dry thing and so many unions are so different all that is to say none of what i'm reading here actually cites what the issues are or what they're fighting for so i don't know what i'm supporting so i'm like yeah seems good probably is um we know image is not voluntarily recognizing they're going the usual go to the national labor board do whatever file your shits get the votes blah 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 yeah um instead of just going like awesome which I mean, it's capitalism. Not no company is going to go awesome, or, or rare, it's going to be rare for the com- any company to be awesome. Um, but TBD, how's this? How this goes? You know, if I don't, I don't know what improvements they're looking for. But if they are genuinely needed, I mean, most places, I mean, they're probably just better money, better benefits, which is basically what everyone on earth needs right now, anyway. Like, but because in the states, you get like what is it? Something crazy like two weeks of mat leave or something yeah. insane like you know without a union two so. weeks of mat leave and having a baby costs forty thousand dollars yeah yeah um so i mean that's developing we'll see we'll see how that goes um generally i mean the easy comment is like okay now do marvel dc and like you know get better yeah get better uh you know contracts under work for hire and like not saying you should give ownership to somebody for Deb Brubaker for inventing the Winter Soldier concept, but maybe kind of maybe cut him a check. Yeah, maybe maybe Just give him a little royalty on the back end. A little of the, those those billions of dollars you've got. Little little of them, few of them Disney bucks. I'll, how about just the money from from this cotton candy stands? I was just gonna say. <laughs> it's like, whatever you pulled in from the company vending machine, yeah, just give that just to Deb Brubaker. Yeah, um, that that we support. Uh, speaking of labor and uh, contracts and things of that sort, um, it's been a couple months, yeah. so obviously we're due to talk about another batch of WWE releases. Of course. <laughs> Just a bunch of people uh, getting the axe, really sort of putting to rest the notion of we've talked before i've talked before not we kate just <laughs> i just kate, i did, i'm just delighted kate just nods politely mm-hmm. um there is the main roster that is your raw on monday night your smackdown yeah. on friday nights and then there's nxt which is quote-unquote developmental yes. it's where people learn how to do it the way the wwe wants it done right this has previously, in past years, been a mix of established independent workers who have bounced around from Japan to Puerto Rico to Mexico and various smaller promotions mm-hmm. in the States and people green as grass. Right. Like, fresh as dew. I want to learn wrestling. So, okay, you go to a tryout. If they like your look and they think you got potential, then they start training. you. It was a mix of those two aesthetics. And what we are seeing, especially with this last batch of cuts, these bad these, these cuts were two things. Um, one of which is the continuing. The meme I saw was the last shot of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air right. from the last episode, where it's just like the empty house and Will Smith looking around of it, but they just put Triple H's face on it. 
It was like Triple H looking for all the talent he developed in NXT over the last 10 years. Right. Because they're all gone now. Yeah. Half of them went to AEW. Half of them got called up or got changed or just cut completely. Um, the most tragic one there is a guy named Keith Lee, who I think I've shown you before. He's a Probably. he's a huge guy. He's like he's like six five, three hundred something, but doesn't move like a big guy. Right. He's very agile for a big guy, which is completely confusing to Vince McMahon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're a chunky boy yeah. and you don't like clomp around and just and, sla- and, and you, someone's like, is that Prince Puma? <laughs> no, it is not. And you, you're not just slapping meat like yeah. <laughs> if you can actually like do a moonsault or like run the ropes. Yeah. Vince is like. <laughs> Man, that doesn't make any sense. I'll never get over. Um, Keith Lee was, they put both belts on him in NXT. He was the NXT Whoa. and NXT, and the North American and NXT champion. They moved him up, didn't know what to do with him. He had a couple spots where he like faced off with Roman Reigns at like survive, at these like interbrand things right. and had these moments where like, I've heard stories since people looked at that and went like, oh, that guy's going to make sure our pay, or we get paid for the right. next like five years. Yeah. Um, he faced off with Bork Laser in the Royal Rumble one year. Where, Bork Laser, <laughs> where Brock actually said as he was coming out, you could see it on his mouth. Who's this big bastard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brock! But I've listened to a podcast this week where they didn't mean it to be this. It just turned into forty-five minutes of how do you not know what to do with Keith Lee? Right. They had rebranded him Keith Bearcat Lee. No, they didn't. I'm gonna leave a space here for a roar of some sort. For a growl. The bear cat. Mm. The fuck's a bear cat? Uh, I don't know what it means originally, but it is an homage to a African-American wrestler from the 60s named Bearcat Wright. Okay. That's kind of cool. I'm sorry. Also, I found out that a bear cat is a thing. <laughs> and it looks like a bear cat crossed with a rac- like a bear, a cat, and a raccoon all had a big orgy and had some sort of offspring. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a mad scientist, but splice them together. All that is to say... His, like, what do you call that? What, yeah, I think he called it the spirit bomb. It was literally, like, it was a power bomb, but the way he hit the floor, like, I just would bounce off the ring. Oh, it looked like cool. you died. Like, <laughs> it was like, well, he is deceased. You call the morgue, call his family. He's yeah. not getting up from that. Um, how you don't know what to do with that dude is, like, like... <laughs> the joke is that, like, Tony Khan had, like, the first six digits of Keith Lee's number punched in and just waited to see until it came up on like confirmed that he was released we'd be like boop to like right get him over there and i don't know i don't know it's uh tony Khan can't sign everybody there are too many people who have been released right now for him to sign everybody so it'll be interesting to see where these people uh end up um also of note regarding these releases apparently a lot of them had to do with vaccination status oh really and a lot of folks who were Coy or outright nah um, on the jab. That is so. I have less sympathy. Yes, in those regards. I mean, those are that's the rumor mill, right? We don't know. That is that is the rumor mill. Yes, that's all. That's all scuttlebutt. That's not an invitation to explain to me what scuttlebutt is Damn again. It. I was so excited for a second. I was like, wait, he's gonna let me explain. No, he is not. Um, that's a tag. I mean, if if it is a vaccination status thing. Your top guy, Roman Reigns, is a leukemia survivor. He's immunocompromised. Like, yeah. Eh, eh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Karrion Cross, who wrestles in the first, like, three minutes on Raw. Like, uh-uh. you are, you don't get, you don't get to hang around. You know what you don't get to do? Sneeze into your hand and touch a rope. That's what you don't get to do. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, again, it's just another element of the more freedom thing, um, where, and this, it's not just wrestling. You know, fucking Aaron Rodgers is, apparently they were making accommodations. The NFL was making accommodations for Aaron Rodgers. Um, not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't know. He didn't say, he said he's been immunized. He didn't say, he didn't say vaccinated. He said immunized. They asked him, he said, he said immunized. And then kind of like dodged the question. Um, that's what I got to say about that. That's what I was gonna say. That that's your boy for real, for real, right? Yeah, Packers girl over here. Well, I mean, it was Brett Favre until he showed his penis to a bunch of people. <sighs> oh yeah. Well, apparently on Friday on the Pat McAfee show, who by the way, Pat McAfee also works uh, for the WWE as a commentator. Okay, <laughs> he's amazing. 
Uh, Roger said he contracted COVID-19 and that he is unvaccinated against the virus. So I guess that's what he means by immunized. He done had it. That doesn't matter. Well, don't get your science. What? Don't get your science. Involved? All, all over my freedom. Um, <sighs> well, I don't know if it's happening where you guys are, but it's happening where we are. Just like people not getting vaccinated and then getting let go. Oh, yeah. Um, so on the NFL side of things, it's been attracting criticism because the NFL has kind of been like, oh, Aaron, just get tested a lot. It's fine. Uh, well, other people are like, yeah, out the door. Um, so if you're going to be people, you should probably all get. That's fired, guys. That's what that means. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you can't see the, can't see the thumb gesture no. out the door. Just the, just, just the, the clicks. Just the clicks. Um, well, that was a freewheeling conversation. Yeah, no, it was good though. It was actually, it was pretty tight for us. <laughs> Usually we don't have any news. It just goes off the rails. Oh, still can't. Kate. Yeah. Do you have any updates you want to bring up, I bring do. about here? I'm not going to bring up any for next episode. Oh, you're going to let it all fly right now? I'm going to let it fly now because I have a fun topic for. Oh, for ne- well then for I'll, I'll let all my, I'll let all mine fly this up then. Um, okay. So as I mentioned, a lot of midsummer murder, <laughs> but I realized in talking about white people with problems, um, that a lot of them are not wealthy. It's a lot of okay, like so class okay. stuff. <laughs> and sometimes it's not also basically every Lord or, you know, uh, land owner whatever they're all assholes <laughs> and they usually end up dying um so that's fine as well um i watched the movies that made us robocop episode the robocop episode yeah it was fantastic i'm new to robocop i only watched robocop in the last 12 months um exactly like robocop sharice <laughs> is a bad robot sinker <laughs> favorite community jokes <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was good. Um, I started watching most of the movie Ever After. <laughs> most of it. Yeah, I got tired. And then I watched it because I'm old. <laughs> we'll talk about watching movies tired in a bit, y'all. Um, I, we continued watching Inside Job, mm. uh, which continues to be really, really good. Which the second you mentioned it, it started showing up in all my Netflix suggestions. So I mean, it it's always listening. <laughs> Always. Um, and then finally, uh, senior correspondent Chris and I have started uh, playing Dragon Age. I don't know which one. <laughs> I texted him and he hasn't texted me back. Origins? No. Inquisition? Inquisition! Oh, it's Inquisition! Good job! It's Inquisition. Um, and it was because we have a Amazon Prime um, So what are, you, what are you playing it for free on with the Amazon subscription? Just his computer. Oh, computers. Okay. Yeah, but we have it. He's wired it so that even though the computer's upstairs, it runs on the television downstairs. Wow. So, I mean, it is what he does for his job. So. Technology, yo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been really good so far. We haven't got that far into it, but like the graphics are good and it has a very Skyrim feel, um, but better graphics <laughs> so far. Um, yeah, so that's sort of everything I've been up to. It's not a lot, I know, but I got so much to do because I'm going away. Jeez. I got wedding stuff to do. Going away. Yeah. And I just fucking work because it's here. It's here, y'all. Even though I'm working as much as I was, uh, you know, in August. Yeah. The intensity of the work yeah. is obviously increasing. Yep. And I'm just very tired. And filled with malaise when I come home. So, so again, I don't know wherever you are in the world. I don't know what it's like for you. Um, obviously, Halloween has just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty big. I I take it like as a big event. I really love Halloween, but there's new things happened in. I'm going to say in the last ten years. We have reasons for it. Say what it is, and okay. I'll explain to you. Um, it's that literally the. Like, it's like two or three days before Halloween ends, Christmas stuff starts to go up. Yes. Um, and that's not okay. I'm one of those people who thinks that you should definitely wait at least until after Remembrance Day. Um, Remembrance Day is the Canadian Memorial Day. It happens on November 11th. Yes. Or for, I remember SNL did a skit uh, about waiting until after American Thanksgiving, Mm. uh, which is the end of November. I'm a big believer at like beginning of December, fine. But like, really? November? Kate. Yeah. Let me blow your mind. Okay. Not only 
did it hit major Canadian retailer the day after Halloween? Yeah. The music hit. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Half Christmas music on the playlist. It's literally, literally the meme of like Mariah just lying in wait for like November first. <laughs> Because this is how they're justifying it this year. Okay. Because there is there has been pushback. There's always been there's pushback every year. Yes. Especially about the remembrance day yes. thing. It's like you're just stepping on um, veterans to yeah. get your commerce on. Yeah. Um get your commerce on more than usual. Um and the argument this year, the re- the retort is that ever since Big Boat shouts to Big Boat <laughs> <laughs> ever since Big Boat got stuck in the Panama Canal yeah. and like blocked shit. One part that, one part just general pandemic era slowdown, supply chain for anything is fucked. Oh, And they are trying to get the word out to customers and consumers that if you want to have your shit for Christmas, you got to order it like now. You got to go now. Yeah. And the music especially is like, we are putting customers in that mindset earlier because if they decide they want to wait, I'm not looking forward to this year, y'all, because it's going to be a whole lot of me going... Sorry, we are sold out and it's on back order. Right. Like, we can't even get bags right now. Wow. That's like, yeah. We, like, just basic things we need to function as a store are, like, back ordered. That's amazing. Um, we won't talk about the vinyl backlog. Adele. <laughs> this is all Adele's fault. <laughs> it low-key is. I'm not even... That's, I know, but you just... <laughs> got so serious you're like you look straight me straight in the eye was like no actually it is it is no because sony decides that you know adele's got to get her product out there and adele don't put adele pushes weight as we know yeah so when they go to town on like we we need five hundred thousand adele two lp packages for holiday this year yeah in the 70s that was nothing yeah in 2021, mm-hmm. that's a bit of a taller order. So if you are not Adele and you want to make a vinyl record. Uh, too bad for you. Rip you. Yeah. Uh, also, the favorite fun story that everyone likes to point out about this is the thing, the lacquer disc you make. Yeah. That then you know, has the music that gets pressed onto the vinyl to make the record. There were two places on earth that made lacquer discs and one of them burned down this year. Woo! Wow. Keep dropping the wows. Um, so, the fact of the matter is, I haven't even done my updates yet, but y'all, buy your shit early. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. No, legit. Uh, Senior correspondent Chris had a sit-down talk with me in the beginning <laughs> of October, and it was just like, just so you know, uh, we're going to have to order our Christmas presents, like, early November. Oh, yeah. We, out there, to that end, it was Staff Appreach. Yes. Got a couple gifts for folks. Shouts to someone cute. And, uh, as well... You know, two for other people, one for me. As you do <laughs> when good. you do some, some shopping. I go. But also, it's that weird supply chain thing where it's like, <laughs> if I don't buy it now, <laughs> it's going to go out of print. And it could be like months until I can get it again. And then he'll have his angry face. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice, y'all. Um, so I copped a, couple, uh, copped a couple collections from your boy Junji, as you know. Yep. Apparently, I'm just full on in on just disgustingness weird messed up in q4 2021 white so we got uh the two the two collections smashed and shiver because i love his shorter works and i also went in on a longer work called hellstar ramina pause for the metal solo (laughs) (laughs) hellstar ramina um of those uh i've been reading a lot of them this week uh always before bed and then i'm like why are my dreams so weird um (laughs) I probably spent the most time with Shiver, which is the answer to the question, what, Jordan, what Junji Ito collection should I, if I just want a a, a wide swath of his work, Mm -hmm. the easy answer is you go, you buy Uzumaki. It's his masterwork. If you want to go full in with that, do that. But if you just want a little, little hit, want to dip your toe in, Shiver is the one to get because it's selected. It's like the greatest hits and it's got little commentaries and, uh, short little afterwards some for a lot extras. of the works as well some some of his like breakdown pages and the notes he was making to himself uh this one has the zip popper story that's all i'm gonna say about it i'm not gonna describe it in any more detail all you need to know is that he basically apologizes for that story <laughs> at the end of it he's good like, he's like sorry readers uh this one was a lot i'm sorry 
Um, and Hellstar Romina is about a planet that shows up in the sky and makes the town go crazy. And then flies away. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> is there an answer? No, because Japanese storytelling. Um, speaking of Japanese storytelling, my one-two punch of Blue Period and Comey Can't Communicate. I can't quit them, apparently. They're just a, they're my Friday sit-downs with Netflix. Is that is the second one the one I came in? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Kate, Caitlin got a got a shot of Comey Can't Communicate for the first time today. It's adorable. It's warming on me. I know previously I've been like, this is going to get old, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But what they did in this episode was like, so now we're in the mode where she's like trying to make friends. And the main character is trying to help her make friends. But then it was like, so the first friend she met was like an outgoing kid who mm-hmm. the main character or the protagonist, rather, knew growing up. Yeah. And it's like, well, they can be friends with anybody. So they can be friends with Comey. I'm using they because there's also some gender fluidity with that character, the right. purple-haired one. Um, so that's the first friend. And then the first friend is like, listen, like, all the people I know, it's like, you know a lot of people, so you can get Comey lots of friends. And it's like, all the people I know are not suited to be friends with Comey. Like, this is right. going to work all the way. This one will be great. It's another awkward girl. <laughs> Um, and they play this whole scene as basically a horror movie. <laughs> like <laughs> she's in the library and just feels Comey like looking at her over the shoulder and it turns all like purple and black <laughs> with those big eyes, like looking at her, um, until eventually they ask her to go, <laughs> to go like, let the class know that gym, like six period gym is going to be either outside or in the gymnasium. It's going to be in the gymnasium. It's not going to be outside today. Let the class know. She's like, yeah, I can do that. And as she's walking up. This cherub appears over like coaching her. It's like, just say it in a loud voice. You know, she's not as bad as Comey, but she's still got the anxiety issues. So yeah. it's like, say it, uh, you know, say it in a loud voice. Practice what you're going to say. She gets nervous at first. She goes to talk and she just goes, Puh! <laughs> <laughs> And the entire class is like, Puh, what? <laughs> so now she's mortified, but then she feels Comey, like, looking at her. And it freaks her out so much and she wants to get out of it. She's just like, ah, Jim is in the gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> it's dumb. Uh. But it's a fun hang and I'm enjoying it. And Blue Period is like. The two of them is actually, they're actually a very nice pairing. Because Blue Period is not, like, super intense. But, I right. mean, there's some emotion there. He's entering his, like, you know, our main character is entering his Dark Knight of the Soul there. Where his exam for the university he wants to, the entrance exam is starting Uh-oh. to come up. Yeah, that's not a you good know, time. Regionals. Yeah. <laughs> time, time for regionals. Um, and he had one breakthrough. Yeah. And his his prep school teacher was like, this is this is amazing. You're doing it. Good for you. And then, like, he puts... There's like a competition and he ends up third from the bottom and he's like, what the hell happened? And she's like, well, you just redid the thing you did before. Like you're not, there's no adaptability. You're just rehashing the one thing you did. Who among us who makes things has not (laughs) grappled with that. Um, But to go from blue period, which is like a little more, you know, serious. I think the episode basically ended with him, him, him overhearing his mom on the phone being like, you know, well, he'll do his best because he likes it type of thing. Like, she's still not fully on board with the right. with the art school thing. And he's in his room, and he's like, just because I like it doesn't mean it's fun. <laughs> right. Like, that's, again. That's, uh-huh. Who among us? Um, so to go from that, go from that emotional type of stuff to just the stupidity of Comey Can't Communicate, as much as I was kind of like, eh, this is going to get, this show's going to get wear out its welcome. Yeah. Because the, the gimmick can't maintain. But, I mean, the scene Kate saw was delightful. when she came in. Was Comey, her, her parents bought her a cell phone, a flip phone. Yes. And the protagonist was like, you've never had a phone before? And it's like, she never needed one. Yeah. She didn't have any friends. Um, and she didn't realize her phone had the function where, like, it would call somebody if she held it up to her ear. She was faking like she was on a phone call, but then it actually called somebody. Yeah. And you did hear her speak for the first time because she managed to, like, pretend like she was the, like, this oh number my, is out of service thing. so dumb. <laughs> but, of course, she doesn't say it properly. She's no. like, um, uh, this number... Uh, the number you have dialed is, is out uh, of service. Comey, is that you? Uh, please hang up. Now. <laughs> Again, it's dumb, but it's cute, and it's uh, there, there are worse ways to spend half an hour. Um, other things I'm reading, I still remember to try to get back to the Harlem Shuffle, the Colson Whitehead book. Still great, even if I don't, uh, if I'm not burning through it as fast as I would want to. Every time I settle into it, it's like, wow, this is just fantastic, and this guy can write his ass off and. Hunt for Miami Joe continues. <laughs> yes. Miami Joe, yo. Uh, the only other thing worth mentioning on my list, probably. I mean, Kate watched 20 minutes of it. I finished the Miles Morales game. Salute Insomniac. Salute Sony Studios. Salute everybody involved in the making of that game. It, it was really good. It was yeah. delightful. 
even just we said before like the the seeming seemingly inconsequential thing of just like having him walking through the streets and just like dapping people up yeah. at the end of the game or like you know busting out a little salsa with abuela in the middle of the sidewalk you know like that's you take for granted when you see your life and everything that when other people get to see their lives yeah in things that can be that can be very moving um so shouts to them and again just a pitch perfect way to use peter in the game and in the after game as you're kind of like doing extra shit like i don't like playing these games long after the main campaign ends because it's just kind of like being you slowly feel like the last man on earth because stuff starts to dry up right like and also and repeat and like there's this nostalgia-esque feeling when you're done and you're in a game i feel like yeah yeah, it's i can never do it with mass effect i I get that um but there'll still be like things like pete will call yeah um because he's 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 looking for a new job you know and they they allude to like um miles is like you you ever thought about teaching also weird thing which i didn't mention before they reskinned the peter character in the miles morales game to look more like uh tom holland oh he did not look like that he looked more like andrew garfield in the first game interesting uh is interesting and weird um but yeah that game that game was fantastic uh friends if you haven't played it and you got a playstation highly 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 recommend it and uh, maybe less recommended is the thing we're going to talk about after the break. But that that's just uh, the way November goes. <laughs> whack member, as, some, as someone <laughs> cute called it. <laughs> whack, uh, whack member rolls on <laughs> with the covenant. Kate's pick after this break. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the thing we have brought each other. Except, yeah. before we get into it, I'm just going to go through the ru- the rules really quickly. We don't really need to, probably, but you know what? It feels wrong it's, to continue without it's it. It's the same reason I got to do the ding every time. Yeah. So, the first rule is the rule of three. That is, if the thing comes in parts or episodes, we will watch, consume, read three of them so the thing gets a chance to try and become the thing it is trying to become. Um, but that's for November Crapathon. That's not really a thing because usually we give each other movies, occasionally television shows, occasionally, occasionally. but rarely. Um, the th- second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. That is the rule that we will not talk about the thing we were talking about before we were sitting in front of these microphones so mm-hmm. that you, our lovely, wonderful listeners get the freshest of takes about the oldest of things. Boy, oh boy. It may be a stale, ta- uh, stale thing, but we want you to have a fresh take from us. Um, sometimes this results in the fact that we don't know if the other person has watched the thing. That's how committed we are to this. Today, I don't know if I watched the thing, but we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, the third rule isn't really a rule. It's just a policy is that there will be spoilers. So if for some reason you really, really, really don't want to hear about this terrible movie from... What was it in the last... 2006. 2006. I was going to say the last 10 years, but nope, longer than that. Uh, We are old. If y'all don't want to know anything about The Covenant, don't even read a synopsis of The Covenant. Because that'll be enough for you to know everything that's going to happen in this movie. It really... So... (laughs) Yeah. Just take yourself elsewhere. Go. (laughs) Hoist your anchor. (laughs) And find a copy of it somewhere. Because nobody wants it on their platform. (laughs) And, and get and back to us. Go to the scuttlebutt. Get yourself a fresh glass of water. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, she's bound, um, to, she's bound and determined. I am to get get those etymological takes in. <laughs> hey, you're the one who said we didn't have a lot of content for this episode. <laughs> All right, now I have to open with this because this is basically all you need to know about the covenant. I did not know this when I gave it to Jordan. I'm not surprised, but I did not know this. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a 4% fresh rating. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so there is another The Covenant movie from like, I think it's like 20... 2009, 20, 
11, something like that. You don't want that one. No, you want the two. You don't want this books. one either, but if you're being selective. <laughs> so, The Covenant is a 2006 American supernatural horror film. Sure. Um, and it stars Stephen Strait, Sebastian Stan, Laura Ramsey, Taylor Kitsch, Jessica Lucas, Toby Hemingway, and Chase Crawford. Uh, the film, despite being universally panned by critics, was a moderate box office success. In the town, well, okay, no, this is like the full synopsis. Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. no, 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 we don't need that. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, four warlocks, Caleb, Pogue, Reed, and Tyler, must use their powers wisely and prevent Chase, the fifth warlock, and an abuser of of his whoa, power. Whoa, whoa! You just just airing out the whole all the twists right there from Kate. wreaking havoc in the town of <laughs> Ipswich. Um. So, uh, it's always fun to see famous actors in terrible movies. It's one of the reasons why I chose this. Um, the other is because I am new to this film as well. I have not seen this film before this it, year. It was my first question. And I needed Jordan to also, <laughs> also feel the pain. First of all, Caitlin. Yeah. For all of this. <laughs> yeah. How... How did this even... It's not on anything. How did you even find it? <laughs> so, this movie came out 2006. It was right around um, the, like... Uh, oh, what was that terrible Twilighty time? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Twilighty time. Yeah. Um, and... That's why. Okay, we'll get to it, but... Okay. And... I, I I saw the commercials for it, and I don't know why I was so aware when this came out. And then I it was something. Oh, that's what it was. So a uh, friend, Ren, was coming into town, and we have a tradition where this is her fault. <laughs> it is. Well, we have a tradition of watching terrible movies, and we were thinking about what we were going or, or ter- terrible TV shows. And we were thinking about what we were going to watch, and. I saw something where it was a it was on YouTube. It was an interview with Sebastian Stan, and someone mentioned he was in the Covenant, and was like, "So what was it like working on the Covenant or something?" And he's like, "Sebastian why? Stan was like, get the fuck out." <laughs> he's like, "Why are you bringing this up?" And then all these people kept on asking him about it because you know, once one person does it, everyone right. does. And he's like, "What is wrong with you people?" <laughs> it was so long ago, um, and. I was like, you know what? I've never seen The Covenant. And she freaked out. She was like, how have you never seen this movie? It's so bad. Uh, very easily how you know and no one's uh, ever seen this movie. And I legit, like, partway through the movie, like, in a very important part, I was on my phone and I didn't see it. She's like, did you see that? I was like, no, wait, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to, like, roll it back. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's just let's – just... My first issue was I apparently was greatly misinformed about the filmography of Rennie Harlan. Okay. It's a name I knew. Mm -hmm. I apparently thought he had a much more impressive filmography than he actually does. He does not. No. (laughs) I may have been conflating Ridley Scott with Rennie Harlan. I don't know. It's like he was married to Gina Davis. He was married to Gina Davis. Yes. But he has not made anything good. No. (laughs) Not especially. Um you answered my question because the first thing I have written down here is why does this entire movie have the X pro two Instagram filter on it? Because fucking twilight. Yeah. Because rainy ass Portland, uh, twilight filter. It's like, well, if we're going to make a teen supernatural type mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. the kids love blue tints. They love so, blue tints. And also there are never any parents around. Oh, there, oh, there were some parents around here. Well, what, one. <laughs> one pair of parents there was, around. There was one, one pair, pair of parents, and that's um, it. So, friends, I watched this last night. I made a terrible decision. <laughs> we always love when things start out with that. I made a terrible decision. Because it was time I I, uh, I had worked, finished my last day of work before a day off. Not like I get a weekend, but I mean, I was off today. Yeah. And I finished work yesterday. And then uh, myself and a couple of my coworkers decided to go to a, a new ramen spot Ooh. that opened uh, in the building we work at. It was fantastic. And then I came home with a belly full of ramen. Oh, no. And I said, time to settle in to the covenant. 
It's like, well, since I won't be watching this on my television, let me just pull it up on my iPad and get into this thing right here. Let me just pull it up and get into this thing right here. That's my bed. That's my bed, y'all. That's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. I did very well for a while. And then I'm pretty sure I knocked out for about 20 minutes of this movie. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's the same 20 minutes Caitlin was on her phone for. And here's the thing. You do not. It was definitely the scene where, like, he explained everything about his dad. Yes. Yes, that was. Yeah. And I did run it back shortly because there is a key detail in there that I did have to. Yeah. (laughs) I filled in the gaps on Wikipedia after. Uh, Yeah. But all it is to say, the tools that this movie's playing with aren't bad per se. You could have made a good movie with this source material. I always, I'm fascinated by terrible movies and then being like, this is actually has a really good like idea behind it. Why is it so bad? Let's break it down. Um, whoever plays Caleb, your boy from The Expanse. Yes. He got better. Yes. He was not good. No. Sebastian Stan was that dude from Jump. He's doing donuts all over everyone else in this movie yes, when he he's playing the good guy. Yeah. Basically, the thing is like, oh, there were these, you know, there were these witch families that date back, you know, 500, 500 years. And then they had to like, you know, ooh, they're going to get, you know burned on at stakes and shit so they had to like not use their powers too much and then this was the key element that they're playing with that is that is the interesting part where they get their powers at 13 or something or they yeah yeah they kind of get their powers at 13 and they're kind of mcguffin make them up powers there's no rules to the power they can kind of do anything dude gets distracted drives his car through a lumber truck and then reassembles it Yes. And keeps driving. That's a cool-ass visual. I was like, okay, there's something here. It was the only thing in the movie. (laughs) Um, But what they're really playing with is that when they turn 18, they ascend. Which is just going Super Saiyan. They're like, they're they're real boys now. Real men. They get extra powers. But, but... What a twist! Their powers then get tied to their life force. And it's very addicting. Yes. Using your powers to do everything from, like, I, making a guy puke to, uh, you know, hustling dudes at pool. Like yeah. I, di- I, I, that was the part that interested me. This idea that, yes, they're all powerful, but it's very addicting. Addictive. It's very and, addicting, and it takes years off your life. So you yeah. end up with, you know, Caleb's dad. The, the one set of parents in the film <laughs> is his mom. I don't know what decision she was making. <laughs> it's a real weird, um, always drunk, useless kind of mom thing. Yeah. And then her, his dad, who is like never talked about per se until like two thirds through the movie where you realize he has been like, so, um, got so hooked on that, on that, on that sweet, sweet magic, on that magic juice. He's just, <laughs> He's like a 90 year, he's 44, but he's got the body of like a 90 year old man. He just yeah. lives in some shack taken care of by, is that, that the farm place? Is yeah. that what's happening at the farm? Yeah, that's happening at the farm. Like I said, it was like, literally <laughs> getting shipped out very, to the farm. It was very, it was very sleepy. Um, and I was also sleeping through the part where Sebastian Stan, when he finally goes full evil, is explaining that like, so obviously when they mentioned like there were four families and a fifth one extinct, oh, could this new boy in school possibly be connected <laughs> to the fifth family? The answer is yes. Yeah. Um, it was very anime that way. <laughs> and he um, apparently says at some point in the movie, I was asleep, Wikipedia told me, yeah. that you can like Highlander that shit and like take powers from other people. So he yeah, was like, and life force. And life force. So you kind of refill your tank a little bit. Yeah. So... Um, Sebastian Stan, who was adopted, but then found out he was like a warlock, found his like biological father and like took his powers. And now he's trying to get like all the ascended juice he can yep. from all these other, all these other warlocks. And, um, so that's what he's after. And that's why at the end of the movie, when it's the big standoff with Caleb, who was the first to ascend and, uh, Chase was that his name? Caleb and Chase. I think so. these are some real Mickey Mouse Club nineteen yeah. uh, nineties names. Yeah. Reed, Chase, Caleb, <laughs> Pogue, Pogue. Oh, my Pogue, Pogue. Oh my god. Um, ultimately, you know, his. <laughs> how does mom even know what was up? Because I think mom is part of the coven or whatever. Uh, I was, yeah. Again, I was probably asleep, but yeah. she like goes out to the farm and like 
shakes decrepit 44 year old dad <laughs> to get together and was like do something for your son for once in your life and he, yeah. he like wills his power to uh caleb who at this point has been like smacking uh jelly like mind bullets <laughs> back and forth <laughs> with sebastian stan uh, as his girlfriend the only girl who's ever loved does she even have a last name i don't even know but i, she, I have no idea definitely like the only one of two women in the well three women in the film although to be said gays Give me the queer reading of this film because oh, it's there. Oh no! Oh, it's there. It's bit. They there are things. Are they on? They, oh, <laughs> Tumblr. Yeah. Mobilize Tumblr. Let yeah. me know. Let no, me no, know no. what is that. They they. There's been a lot. Definitely multiple times in that movie yeah. where Sebastian Stan rolled up on on your boy Caleb, and I'm like, are they gonna make out? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was so excited at first, but it didn't happen. It never never happened. Never happens. Just kiss oh, already. Um, but this is. I will say. I will say. This had a definite Switchblade Sisters effect to it, where it's like, it's bad. <laughs> it's Nobody's bad. saying it ain't bad. But at the same time, you're having a fun bad time with it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're, it's- oh my God, what are you doing? And with the spiders and the girl and, the, and she's a terror. They're like, just like, you're all made out of lumber. Like, it's just literally. <laughs> Sebastian Stan, you understand why he's the one who became a movie star. Like, yes. that's apparent in this movie. What happened to. Reed and the other I don't Taylor other Kitsch dude? Taylor oh Taylor Kitsch oh right that's what we're I remember that's what we're closing on this year yeah <laughs> just remembered <laughs> y'all just remembered y'all speaking of Taylor Kitsch ooh come come back in a few weeks for that um is that even on Disney Plus or? I have no idea but we are going to find out <laughs> Disney Plus is Song of the South in that movie if, right if, right off the platform if you can figure out what it is <laughs> please please tell us on Twitter <laughs> let us know on Twitter um but. Yeah, again, like I said, it's that thing where, like, you're having a good time with it because the ideas are sound. You just can't believe how badly they're boofing the execution. Yes, um, exactly. It's from watching just, a train wreck. From all the rain to just, like, literally, like, this is the last, I'm just holding my palms out. This is the last <laughs> 20 minutes of the movie. It's just, bah, bah, yeah. <laughs> throwing mine bullets at you, bah. Um, because it's, you know, it's Wanda Maximoff powers. Like, what are they? What are their limits? What can they do? That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Literally do anything. It's a plot device. Um, so yeah, his dad shoots his powers off to Caleb. Caleb gets super mind bullets, shoots one through Chase, who, uh, then gets like shot into a burning building. Although Caitlin, 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 they never found the body, Caitlin. He's shaking me. Setting yourselves up for. <laughs> you know what would be amazing <laughs> after all these years? Fifteen years later, uh, the Covenant Two, even more Covenant, and hit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hits these streets. Oh my God, Sebastian! It. Yeah, take your Bucky money. <laughs> Get the band back together. You know what? You're putting that on the board. It's on. The- it's on the board. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, you take know. your take your Bucky money, get the band back together. Yeah, <laughs> Rennie Harlan's not doing anything. Maybe get another director. Um, <laughs> give me, give me Covenant too. You, Re- you redeem, can us, redeem this story. You can hit us up to screenplay, like to write the screenplay if you want. We do a great job. Can't do any worse. Yeah, can only go up. So, friends, I would tell you where to watch this movie, but um, you can't find it anywhere. Yep. No, rightly can't. so. It's not even on Tubi, y'all. No, it's I'm, not even on. Tubi. Which I think is is unfair. I think a, a movie with a rating of 4% on Rotten Tomatoes should be everywhere. <laughs> uh, they should just give it. It should just be like a bow on top of a package of other things that they give Netflix. Um, it still made its money back, though. It did. It did. That's what the it moderate was, success was, was. Theoretically a success. And do you want to know why? <laughs> why, Caitlin? Because 13-year-olds are fucking horny. <laughs> And to see five very attractive young men uh, be in the rain and, like, have shower it's scenes. Very, it's a very damp movie. And pools. It's a very There's damp. A wow, swimming. yeah. <laughs> it's a very damp movie. Yeah. Between, yes, it the rain, big. the swim team. Did Reed get his butt out? Reed got his butt out, right? I'm pretty sure. When he was sure. walking through, he was, he was cracking. That, like, listen, tell me this movie's gay without telling me this movie's gay. Like, yeah. oh, just... Dudes joshing in the locker room, snapping to the swim team, snapping towels at each other in the locker room. Bruh. 
Yeah, and Room. that like really close scene between the bully and Chase. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! It's like, oh, they are making out. That yeah, that, sure, sure. He wants to take your girlfriend from you. Yeah, sure. You want to know? You want to know where a bunch of young ladies started their slash fiction careers? <laughs> it was after seeing that movie. <laughs> then they were googling up a story. That was that is the, where Tumblr started, folks. <laughs> The genesis of Tumblr was in, was in the Poe Chase <laughs> subplot of The Covenant. Friends, as a film, this is a two. As a piece of trash, this is a seven. Yeah! That's what we like. And that is what Crapathon is all, all about. about. Where will you find it? Nowhere. Doesn't exist. No. Right, please, right to Netflix. Please, if you do decide to find it. Have a little viewing party. Throw it on. Sling it to the old Roku so you can watch it on a big screen experience. Please get at us at Twitter.com and let us know what you thought of this monstrosity. We would be delighted to hear your takes. Well, friends, we got to put a pin in it here. Yeah. And then we got to take a beverage. Yep. And record another one for y'all. And I have a snack. Oh, Kate. Kate's an orange. Kate needs a snack. Yeah. Look Look at us being responsible. We'll have a piece of fruit and a glass of water. When we come back, we'll hit you with another episode of November Crapathon. And it's my pick. And you know there's nothing Jordan loves more than to give big, dumb 90s action movies to Caitlin McKenna. And, I, lo- and I love to consume them. <laughs> it's such a gap in her viewing, in her, like, it's such a gap in her filmic knowledge. Yeah, I was like seven. <laughs> and every year I'm just, just filling in. Filling in the gaps. Filling in, pouring a little more, pouring a little more Nicolas Cage into, into the nooks and crannies and, every year. And I am so excited, folks. <laughs> So, friends, what Nicolas Cage 90s vehicle are we going to be discussing next week? Ooh, girl, you got to come back, and we will let you know. Friends, thank you so much for spending an hour and change with us every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and I hope you will join us next week for another fantastic slash terrible episode of the Beatdown Podcast. Touching my shit. Well, it's it's my computer. It's my board. It's my house. But it's your shit. Yeah, because I am in charge of it. Do if you were a stranger and I was in charge of the purses, I'd be like, get away from my shit. <laughs> the purses. Uh, I'd be that. You know, I'm a grandma. I take care of everyone's purses. <clears throat> if you ever have a purse and we're somewhere, you could like, Caitlin, take care of my purse. I'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna sit here anyway. Do the do the intro. Yeah. <laughs>